but like don't real fans want to explore the universe and the setting but like get a new story well i guess the, not if the response uh on transformers fan forums to the war for cybertron trilogy cartoon on netflix <laughs> is any indication <laughs> good point <laughs> never mind <laughs> uh, the but yeah the we know so, that battle well <laughs> yeah too much energy Hooray! You're Silverbolt. Days upgrades come with a warranty. Blah 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma you balls! Sh- Gary! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not that! Ah! Greetings, Megaheads! Welcome to this week's episode of Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars, coming to you live from a mysterious floating head somewhere on planet Megatron. I'm the Siege, your host, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Cal. Hello! Hello! <laughs> uh, what is what is going on today, Cal? Well, you know, we've got many cyberpunk projects uh, on the go, playing Cyberpunk 2077, watching Ghost in the Shell, watching The Siege, also Uh, watching Beast Machines. uh, I watched uh, watched, uh, the first episode of the Paramount Plus Halo TV series today. Um, Not cyberpunk, but definitely futuristic. It's set in like the 26th century. Which, too uh, far ahead to be cyberpunk. <laughs> too, too far, yeah. It's uh, anything beyond the year 2077, and it's just, it, it's no dice. Uh, <laughs> I have been playing Cyberpunk 2077 lately, actually. I, I appreciate the fact that they straight up just commit to the fact that, uh, like, technology in the year 2020 like during the uh, flashback stuff with johnny silverhand it's supposed to be set in the year 2020 but it's tech that is way way beyond us and i i appreciate the fact uh, because that that franchise was created in the 80s i believe Mm -hmm. that they just they just stick with it they're like whatever they just run with it yeah yeah um but the halo tv show the original was called like cyberpunk 2020 right Uh, it was yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, fitting then that the game came out in 2020, the the video mm-hmm. game version. Um, speaking of the the Halo TV show, though, uh, I'm seeing uh, that show is taking a lot of flack online. Are people shitting all over it? I, yep. Of course, I knew it was coming. There's there was absolutely no way you could please the majority of people, and also, bad news is more sensational. And, and people uh, like people bitching about things more than they like them praising them, right? And this isn't really a spoiler because it's been all over the um, uh, the the cast and crew talked about this in interviews long before the first episode even premiered. Uh, Master Chief takes his ha- helmet off, which he doesn't in, episode in the episode one. In the first episode, he takes his helmet off. Um, I thought it was going to be like Mandalorian and you keep the helmet on at all times. It stays on during sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that's one of the things people have been complaining about, and I'm like, I, I don't care. I, I love Halo. There's I've been a play- person underneath the helmet, and they just don't want to see him, because in the games, he, you don't see him. Right. Well, until later, right? Nope, never. Never, never takes his once. helmet off. Anytime oh, right. He- the camera never actually shows. Uh, right, anytime, right. anytime he takes his helmet off, the camera never actually shows what his The camera's down, like. or from behind, or looking at someone else. So other characters people see Master Chief, but the player doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I've been a fan of those games since, uh, well, 2002, so 20 years. I played the, I got an original Xbox in March 2002, and I got two games with it. One was Amped Freestyle Snowboarding, and the other was Halo. Timeless. How can you even forget it? Forget about Amped. 
Uh, Amped was a lot of fun, actually. I've never and heard it, of it. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the launch titles for the original Xbox. I think there were three three Amped games in total. The last one was on uh, 360. Um, but anyway, been a been a big fan of Halo for the past 20 years. Uh, I played all the games except for I think I haven't played Halo Wars 2, but that's just a spinoff. At Get Halo. on that, man. What is that an RTS? <laughs> it is, yeah. I played the first Halo Wars. Wasn't a big fan of it, which is why I haven't played the second one. Um, but anyway, yeah, long, long-standing fan, and um, I, I, I don't care. But Master Chief takes his helmet off, and uh, I'm gonna say it. Uh, that first episode is fucking dope. And another like one of the things that people have been complaining about uh, is that this story deviates quite heavily from the games. Um, the look. The look of the armor uh, and the weapons and the technology, the ships, all of that is lifted directly from the games. It's actually recreated like quite well. And the production. Oh, I thought value... you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were going to say there's artistic. No, no. The look of everything is like one to one, like very oh, cool. high budget recreation of the games. But the story very much does its own thing. And you know what? I've played the I played those games many times. I've experienced that story many times over. I. I, I welcome something new and what what they did was uh quite riveting where where can where can I watch it uh it is on Paramount plus it is a oh. original series well there we go um I, I subscribed to it today through Apple TV simply to watch Halo nice. that's her... oh that's why I got the notification not yeah yeah um okay so very quick I'm sure we've talked about it but just in its simplest form, people want a new media about something that's already pre-established, but they don't want it to have a new story. So then who the fuck is it for? If it mirrored the game, even right. the first one or subsequent games, or even if the time was differently, people would bitch, oh, I can't believe they missed this. Oh, I can't believe they cut out this with the... Um, with the arbiter and no, oh, I can't. Oh, the grave mind and oh, geez, what about the flood? That's not how they were introduced. That level was so good. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, but or you can deviate from that, keep like the, the universe kind of sameish, or mix it up a bit, right, and deliver an original story. But then you piss off true fans. So the, why do the, true the fans, real fans, real TM. fans, <laughs> TM? So. So uh, only one episode is available right now. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be uh, airing or available to stream on a weekly basis. And uh, one episode, and I'm I'm already in. Also, the show is shockingly violent. Like, and it doesn't pull its punches. Like, not to get all spoilery, but like uh, right at the beginning of the episode, we meet this like group of like uh, teenagers who are. It's heavily implied they're going to get high in the woods. They go into the woods and like pull out this root and they each like take a bulb of the uh, uh, of uh, from this root and as, as one does and, and they're all about to eat them. And they're they one of them says, see you on the other side, man, right before they uh, right before they pop it. And all but one character does who ends up being like one of the main characters of the show, completely new character, not from the games. And you know what? It's a big universe. That's fine um she runs off because she here she catches a glimpse of uh what looks to be a cloaked elite off in the forest so she goes to check it out and i'm like at, at this point you got to be she's already got to be thinking man i haven't even dropped the acid yet <laughs> i'm already seeing shit uh so, chasing predator through the woods <laughs> uh so she goes up, sees a covenant uh, dropship uh, by this cave, and she's like, and at this point, uh, the nobody seems to know what the covenant are. This is like on a like rebellious, like anti UNSC planet, like fringe uh, okay. planet. So this is like for a first contact kind of yeah. scenario. Cool, cool. I'm digging uh, it. So she runs back to tell her friends like, hey, we got to go. We got to go. And they're like, oh, what? They're like laughing, like, <laughs> what? Like, just so high and everything. I'm so high, man. Why are you harsh in my buzz? Um, and then one of them, like, gets hit with a plasma blast from a Covenant, like, plasma pistol. It blows her fucking head off. 
And it, this isn't like, you know, like typical, like sci-fi, like violent. This is like blows her head off. Like you see like exposed, like blood and like her like neck bone is her spine. Quentin is Tarantino presents Halo. <laughs> uh, uh, characters, another characters, like limbs get blown off in bloody fashion. Like a, an elite, like takes a energy I'm sword and, and just straight up like cuts one of them in half as it's as it's running past them and the person is like I guess the covenant doesn't have war crimes they're, they're like completely split apart by this energy sword and as their like torso like lands there's on the ground they're still screaming in agony like the show is brutal i was like wow <laughs> okay okay uh you had and, my curiosity <laughs> but now you have my attention and like the introduction to the Spartans, uh, when the uh, UNSC finally shows up to like save the day, the introduction, it's great. It's like a shot from the ground. One of the characters is looking up and you see a pelican like in the sky it, uh, in the middle of this town. And you just see a person just drop like right to the ground and land like right, like Superman pose, like land. And I'm like clapping right away. I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> okay say no more I, you sold yeah me. yeah you sold I'll, me. I'll stop talking but it's a it, it's a very well directed episode like they they do um uh they they do a really good job at just like making the spartans seem like like a bunch of like badass like killing machines as they should they're they're all genetically like that um they're all supposed to be a, a doom guy right pretty <laughs> much yeah yeah each of them is supposed to be their own doom guy <laughs> there's some there's a bit of a uh uh kind of current events inspired like political commentary uh going on in this episode too like um this like fringe planet is like once they fig once they actually like see the covenant like this one guy is like oh i thought that was just like bullshit propaganda from the unsc i didn't think that was real so I'm like, I, I feel like you're making a kind of a statement on uh, some current events going on right now. Uh, yeah, uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, highly, highly recommend. Okay. You know what I, else is, is 10 I, out of 10? I, I, was, uh, I, I was a little concerned because... Um, uh because of like the mixed to negative uh reactions i've been seeing online but uh yeah it's great anyway Good. this is episode 78 of too much energon and this week we are talking about spark war part three the siege the siege the siege 10 out of 10 like the cheetor you have behind you <laughs> audio yes. listeners he has the somehow able to stand on his hind two feet uh derpalicious <laughs> uh the yeah the unholy Cheetor. abomination that i mentioned uh, a few episodes ago on too much energon the like two foot tall cheetor beast machines cheetor that i got for a measly twenty dollars amazing at, uh, at cherry bomb toys um uh, yeah i somehow it is standing up on uh, my desk behind me it will uh undoubtedly fall at some point during this episode because uh his ankle joints aren't terribly they're loose they're loose it's got yeah. weak ankles from all that running <laughs> yeah from all that running and figure skating and fruit ninja and fruit ninja -ing. um so the episode opens with the the maximals uh with well with a night scream flying around and the maximals like uh kind of just chilling out like talking about what they're gonna do and in this scene i i like the fact that uh night scream actually refers to megahead as megahead i'm like huh there it is finally we've and been he's the one to do it yeah we, we've been calling him megahead was that the uh, first time i feel like we've been calling him megahead so long that i missed that when i watched the episode i was so used to it that it, it just i just yeah, thought nothing yeah. of it because i was like oh yeah megahead but no, it might be the first time somebody I maybe he's I, called I, him that before. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure this is the first time that uh, anyone in the show has actually called him Megahead. Night Scream, you get some brownie points. Yeah. He's not insufferable this episode, which helps. Yeah, he hasn't been insufferable for the past few episodes. It's uh it's kind of bewildering. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, so what's the plan? The plan's like, all right, time to storm Meg ahead and get our buddy Sparks back. Yeah, time time to go and get the Sparks, go and retrieve the Sparks. Um, Cheeto at one point is like, even says he's like, man, Optimus was right. We really got to get those Sparks back. And I'm like, yeah, that that's always been the plan. When has that not been the? This is why this is where I run into some issues with the episode. It's Cheetor says some Cheetor bullshit. Yeah. And Viacons do some Viacon bullshit. The episode. Yeah. The whole episode is fighting. There's one kind of interesting thing that happens in the end, but we'll get we'll get there. The noble shows up. And uh so do the Viacons. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out that uh, Noble is kind of... Because it's a become, recon mission, right? Yeah. Noble has kind of become Night Scream's pet. His pet dog, essentially. He just kind of follows him sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So the, the Viacons attack. Uh, a big fight goes down. It's, it, it's kind of nothing. The, the Maximals uh, decide have to... Have to retreat. Yeah, they have to retreat. And they go to do that in a sewer... Uh, bad uh, bad um dog very very bad you go go on get out of here and they basically tell savage to noble to get go on get boy well uh noble continues fighting the uh the the vehicons as the maximals are trying to escape and night scream right. is like oh we got to take him with us and they're like huh, no <laughs> Fuck off, kid. Get 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 in the manhole, damn it. Get in the sewer. And he's like and Night Scream's like, no, he's my friend. Uh uh and uh as uh, Noble is about to get overwhelmed by the by the Viacon drones, Night Scream does his like uh uh backpack shriek maneuver. Is I, I he, he amps I it up to eleven and beats the Viacons long enough that Savage Noble can take off. Eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, that Noble can uh, can uh, get free and then come with them. So then we're down in the sewers and they're kind of just walking and talking. And um, Cheetor Cheetor is basically scolding Night Scream for this. He's like, he's like basically like do as I do what I say, kid, or shut the fuck up and do what I say. Yeah, like you, I, I was like. You're being kind of a fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's scolding him because he didn't, uh, uh, Night Scream, uh, didn't just obey his order and abandon uh, Noble. And Noble, dare you yeah. not follow my orders blindly? Yeah, he maybe, even says, maybe Gary Primal, like, you know, you can get away with that, but I run a tight ship, motherfucker, so get in <laughs> line. And I'm like, chill out, Cheetor. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and if if that's stupid, he yeah, he even says at one point he's like, "I talk, you listen." Oh, that's the part where I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I've never said that to Cheetor ever, and this is the first time where I talk, you listen, and it was like, "This, this even is uh, Me- even Megahead is like more chill than that, dude." Yeah, this is Cheetor saying some uh, some I I don't even know. I'm like sometimes Gary has been like that. Not, like not consistently. This. Yeah, not yeah. like that. Cheetor says some dickhead bullshit. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so he basically he tells Night Scream that uh if basically if your stupid stupid stray dog like fucks around one more time, then we're cutting him loose. We're we're taking him to the pound, boy. And he's like, "But but Noble's my friend." And he like gets all up in his face and he's like, "Fuck around and find out, bro." <laughs> And so uh, um Night Scream fucks off for a little little while. Don't blame yeah. them this time. <laughs> yeah. And uh so they 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 meet up with uh with Gary on a bridge and Gary's like, "All right, we're going to go storm Megahead now." And uh Cheetor like kind of nudges him, like nudges like nudges Gary like looking over at uh, Noble and uh and uh yeah, he's like, "Well, basically like yeah what about him and gary like looks at noble and he's like it's too dangerous he can't come with us and so night scream is like basically basically night scream has to be all like go on get out of here 
stupid well, because cheetors stupid fucking an, stray <laughs> cheetors is another like shitty thing at like one point and he's like oh like if you're gonna have him around like learn to muzzle this mutt or else and i'm like chill out cheetor fuck <laughs> put a muzzle on him or else yeah but yeah like like you said he basically he needs to be like go on get out of here get out of here no get out of here boy no nobody wants you here you're free go on get and throws rocks at him until he like and for the first time in the entire show i'm sympathetic towards noble because he like makes a sad dog face and whimpers and he's like ooh, ooh. <laughs> and i'm like oh let him stay but in the very least he's a gigantic dragon now here's the thing in the reconnaissance mission where they're trying to be stealthy yes you don't want noble there he showed up they didn't know he was going to show up yeah. but you're making an all out assault against megahead now maybe yeah. bring him uh, yeah maybe maybe bring uh uh rotundo the super dog <laughs> <laughs> like this is the one mission where like you you probably do want a, a werewolf that can transform into a fire breathing dragon yeah just saying Speaking of fire-breathing dragons, we cut to inside Megahead, um, and uh, we get to see Megatron's uh, spark for the first time in quite a while, and it's big and orange and fiery and looking. throbbing <laughs> and veiny and pulsating, and it's there for all to see, and it's mega glory. Presumably, in I, the I present you all with technological perfection. <laughs> Look at it. You cannot deny its girth. <laughs> uh, Thrust, Thrust shows up and uh, uh, sees Megatron Spark, and then we start to figure out uh, what what he wanted all those sparks for, because he's sending out energy tentacles and grabbing sparks and eating them. Like that's. Yeah, it's basically what he's doing. That's the and... most boring conclusion to why he wanted all these sparks. So presumably it's making him more powerful? I think so. But it, this does uh, uh, finally answer a question, though, that I had ages ago with Beast Machines. I'm like, why? So if Megatron just wanted to be like Overlord of Cybertron, uh, why did he even bother keeping all the sparks? And in this episode, it's clear, it's finally explained that he kept them because he wanted to absorb them into himself to become like the perfect, like godlike being that he knows that he is meant to become. And he needed the Oracle to be able to have the knowledge to do that. Seems like information the Oracle shouldn't have, but <laughs> okay. And so he's absorbing them and like what? He's absorbing their memories and their con their power, their consciousness, like... He's becoming more powerful somehow by doing this. Also, isn't that the equivalent to like permanently murdering a soul? Yeah. Like this is bad. Very bad. <laughs> yeah. Like this if you have just... an immortal soul and it continuously gets recycled, mixed, and like you said, you might have like three, four, ten like descendants and you're a little Rhinox and you're a little bit, you know, well, we know that Soundwave was alive, but you're a little bit of everyone that's passed on, right? If he's doing this, he's like destroying the immortal soul of Cybertronians. That's as and, evil as Megatron has ever been on in any of the movies or shows. That's this yeah. is this is very evil Megatron. Well, and what I wonder is like, do they become like a shared consciousness? Like, like if he it, gets enough of them. Would his personality change? Yeah. Do they? Does he essentially become the Borg at that point? The Borg Collective. And if they're all Maximals and they're good natured, would Megatron start to become good natured, or would he like stay dominant and his personality would like persevere? I think his In personality which... would persevere, and he would just gain like basically infinite knowledge. All the all the um the history and the experiences and the memories of the of, uh, Cybertronians that have been uh, a uh, millions killed, reborn, upon, killed, reborn. Millions upon millions of Transformers. That's bad, man. <laughs> and, um, and now I'm starting to wonder, like, could he potentially absorb the Matrix too 
at this point if he has like if he's this I powerful mean, he, he kind of would become the in transformers turn he'd become a form of the matrix except that, uh, a version of like limbo where you don't get reborn and then if he's like absorbing the all of the the sparks of cybertron so they're not going to the matrix and then he goes so he he he's ending their exist like he's killing them but yeah. then he's also consuming the afterlife that they go to this is like some serious shit uh and uh like this even... is that perfect mix of like cyberpunk and spirituality like like meshing through which is beast machines yeah. um this episode is as deep as the ghost in the shell episode that we just watched was trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, listeners for our uh, uh, podcast, the laser comb podcast, where we uh, uh, review random episodes of various TV shows. Uh, we just watched uh, ghost in the shell standalone complex and uh, well, go check that out. Cause uh, <laughs> well, we, we had things to say. <laughs> we, we had opinions. <laughs> We had opinions, man. Isn't that, and like, isn't that what the human experience is all about? Like opinions. And are we even people if we don't have opinions? But can we have opinions if we're not people? Whoa, that's like the level of uh, depth uh, that episode of Ghost in the Shell. You're giving had. that way too much credit. <laughs> but you, anyway, my listeners, go go check that out. But to I'm I'm on board with you there. It's like he is essentially becoming hell by his own design. Yeah. By like absorbing or consuming and theoretically like destroying these sparks, he's like condemning them to never be reborn. Kind of reminds me of um uh the elder god in Legacy of Cain as voiced by the late great Tony J. But essentially Yeah, he, yeah. Uh he he was essentially like well, he, he he gave Raziel the impression that he was like uh, that he was the engine that was causing souls, the, the cycle of birth and rebirth of souls in Nosgoth. But you actually kind of get the impression uh, that he he just eats souls, that he's he's basically Cthulhu. He's a giant like squid monster in the abyss that eats souls. Um, he's not as good as he let on. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he, he, no, he ends up becoming the main antagonist of that series uh, over time. So I like that kind of spin where like a mysterious kind of deity that whose mythos describes them as um, benevolent as you unravel it. It's actually like purely like malicious and like selfish individual right. intent. Right. Rather than some like all caring, all seeing, like kind of like God head that like recycles souls and all this. It's just a greedy ass, fat ass Cthulhu monster. <laughs> and yeah, and that's kind of what's going on with Megatron here. That, that's what's that's what's happening. Bad Megatron. Very, very bad. And even Thrust seems like he's taken this aback. This isn't cool, by, man. By like, it. like you can tell. You can tell he's kind of taken He aback. just wanted to be a motorcycle. He yeah. didn't sign up for that. <laughs> he just wanted to be a badass motorbike dude. I thought know? he was gonna. I thought he was gonna. <laughs> I thought he was gonna um, go face this episode. They've been yeah. teasing that shit for like ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they've either been doing that or him like telling the Maximals that they're gonna be sorry they fucked with him, like every single time as he's running away, and he's just like one little like dude. And now there's like two big generals and I'm like, why is Thrust still here? He's not doing anything. He just shows up and he's like, ha and it's me, Waspinator. And then they're like, get the fuck out of here, nerd. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's at the point where they just give him a stern look and he has to run away. Yeah. Like, what so purpose he does he have? I'm sure he's got something cooking. And uh, yeah, so he gives uh, Megatron like a status report. He's like, oh, yeah, the Maximals are still out, like causing bullshit. And Megatron's like, I am a big, throbbing, girthy spark now. Yes, the, the, Maximal the Maximals <laughs> no longer concern me. No. 
You can't look away, can you? <laughs> and neither can they. Let the fates fall where they may. <laughs> enter the dragon or something. <laughs> something, 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 enter the dragon. And enter the dragon fist of fury. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't look down and he's like, you're still alive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Thrust. Poor Wasp Peter. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm hoping. Part of me is hoping that he just goes, uh, uh, Wasp Peter has had enough of this. <laughs> Oh, like he like he did at the end of Beast Wars. Yeah. Oh, why is Benito sick of being evil? Fuck you, Megatron. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'll consume I your spark. I can. I'll consume your spark next. I was going to save you for last, just because you've been a good doggy. <laughs> hey, where'd you go? <laughs> uh, like I don't understand what's keeping thrust from joining the Maximals at this point. Like, imagine your boss. Like, let's say you work for the mob and it's like, oh, you offer protection, right? And they want a new, safer, like, and yeah, it's a racket and you're supposed to make money, but like, you know, it's about community and that kind of thing. And then you walk in and like your mob boss, like eating a baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you like sit there as you're talking with him, very aware, like he's eating a baby and you're like, uh yeah so so um, I, the other I, gangs are kind of being pushed out of our territory and he like wipes his face and he's like good job anything else to report and you're just like nope oh i uh just remembered i got this thing i i i gotta go do Look i gotta at the go time. like uh, gotta, do that other go. thing for you boss casually walk out and then close the door and then just start running just, <laughs> and that's what i pictured thrust doing i was hoping to see it where he just like the homer simpson into the bushes meme i have to go now <laughs> and then just like him just fucking take off but that that doesn't happen he he is very perturbed by what he sees but he keeps his cool somehow yeah uh, so there's a whole bunch of uh, bullshit that happens in the middle of this episode. They that's, fight. They yeah, fight the generals. The generals are like, "We're generals," and yeah, um, there's this noble uh, fights them a little because he he shows up even though they they told him to get lost. Yeah, they um, the Maximals are able to sneak into Megahead because they um, the 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 doohickey that Rat Trap developed a couple of episodes to hide their energy signatures and robot modes. He's like, he's like, yeah, I got some new and improved versions of these. And they're like, well, those didn't work very well last time. And he's like, I made some special modifications. Yeah, and, you know what uh, I mean. And, and Optimus is like, kind of just sighs, and he's like, well, it's the best we have. <laughs> he just he sounded kind of defeated when he said that. It kind yeah. of it cracked me up. Uh, but they um, work. They, they work for a while, yeah. Um, and what ends up like, kind of fucking like fucking them over is uh, uh, Rat Trap. Basically, he started sticking Viacons with them, and he modified it so it made it look. Mm. So it made it the v- certain Viacons look like they had maximal energy signatures. So the other mindless drones would just attack them. And Obsidian, right. Stry- Obsidian and Stryka, Stryka in particular, figures this out, and she is able to like, I don't know, somehow because plot reasons is able to like because use plot. it. Yeah, because plot uh, is able to use it to overload all of the other ones, so they stop working. I and, guess uh, that's cool. <laughs> and so and so the Maximals like become detectable again, and like someone like uh, like shits on Rat Trap about it, and be like, I thought you said these would work. That this time and he's like hey they got us this far and i'm like give him a break yeah i'm like it's not his fault like rhinox was the inventor in beast wars and none of his shit worked not yeah. a single fucking thing that guy made it worked but they were also like rhinox we need you to build like a a satellite like death laser in like 20 nano clicks and he's like 
Well, I don't even know this anything. This is not the supercomputer, but I guess I can give it a shot. I don't even know anything about uh, satellite technology or any, uh, or, you know, rocket propulsion or any of that other spacey bullshit, but, you know, I'll give it my best. As long as there's a six-pack involved. Six-pack and a wrench and some scrap metal, and then he shows up and he's like, I did it, Optimus! And it's just like a pile of, like, junk that's, like, falling apart, and they're like, well, you tried. That's what matters. This is the opposite. Rat Trap is making like things that work here and there. Don't forget his like little vine grenades. Or is that yeah. someone else? No, that was, was Rat Trap. Yeah. Yeah, Rat Trap and makes they, everything. In they this work. Show. Yeah. Um, but like whenever they don't, they're like, idiot, stupid, geez, can't you get anything right? And I'm like, leave the guy alone. alone. <laughs> leave. Unless you can do a think you can do a better job. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, that's not the mentality of these machines. No. Um, so anyway, inside uh, uh, inside Megahead, uh, what happens? So the, to, to, to blow past all the combat parts, the uh, Maximals are separated. Some are on the outside fighting the Viacons. Some are inside Megahead. And basically, Megahead um, is like, ha ha, you've fallen for my trap. Trap card. And um, I play two different types of tentacles in defense mode. And <laughs> there are energy tentacles and there are mechanical tentacles. Yeah. The mechanical tentacles, they like shoot. Like Gary does this like. Yeah, the mechanical tentacles thing. were the uh, the spark extractors. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, Megatron's uh, uh, dragon spark that he has has energy tentacles that can also just rip sparks out of people's bodies. Yeah. And it grabs a bunch and like dramatically fashioned, by the way, his spark is outside of mega head. Yeah. <laughs> and it's floating. And I'm like, can Which, any of you shoot it? Could that kill him? Well, yeah. And I'm like, wow, Megatron's gotten pretty, pretty confident now because pretty like he, he used to be all concerned about his, uh, about his spark being exposed. Which is why yeah. he didn't actually just, you know, spark extract himself before. That was a that was a plot point in season. But one. now that he's been on supplements and it's like big and girthy, he wants to show it off. He's not <laughs> ashamed of it anymore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's been juicing and uh, using the cyber the cyber pump twenty twenty. <laughs> so, uh, so all the maximals uh, are like uh, pinned up by his uh, energy energy dongs yeah kind of like paralyzed as they as their sparks are pulled from their chests and uh noble shows up and goes to dragon mode and i'm like okay megatron can't do anything about this guy because he doesn't have a spark cool right cool right but no that's not where the show goes (laughs) i oh i was actually really disappointed i thought he was going to try to grab noble but the tentacle wouldn't be able to paralyze him yeah because he doesn't have a spark He's a biological creature. I I thought that that's where that was going to go. But instead, the tentacle just bitch slaps Noble out of the air. And he he falls to the ground and dies. Like, actually dies? And I'm like, show. But how do they... (laughs) That gives... uh, Oh, but Night Scream, who Noble had saved... He gets all, like... He gets all angry and emo. Yeah, he does the whole like Darth Vader, like no, no, and you like because um Noble dies like in his arms, and he does his um sonic blast scream at the uh the the big throbbing red mega spark, yeah, which works, which works, and I'm like, why didn't anyone why didn't else <laughs> try? <laughs> why didn't anyone else like just try shooting at this thing? But I mean, if you notice, like in this show, unlike Beast Wars, in this show, no one really has guns, which is part of it. Like the closest thing to a gun is his weird, creepy tooth vampire ability, his sonic blast, and um, Gary's like chest discs, his energy chest disc thing. Yeah, and and I think the show's actually better because it changes things because all their opponents have guns, so it makes things kind of. Kind of more interesting. Yeah, until you no, see Fruit uh, Ninja for the twentieth time. And... Yeah, I, I find myself actually missing the maximal maneuver. <laughs> I'm just hiding behind like fallen debris, and 
and like, or shooting rocks to fall on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or the Predacon maneuver, which is like uh, to hide behind things and shoot. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I find myself missing the the maximal and Predacon maneuvers in this show. I gotta say. Yeah. Uh. So with Megatron Spark seemingly destroyed and now Noble, or did it retreat? I. The fuck happened to it? I don't. No, yeah, seemingly destroyed, maybe? Seemingly yeah. destroyed, um, but here's the thing. Because now he has the secrets of the Oracle, how many times has Gary come back to life after dying? And now Mega Megatron has the secret. Now he has all of the knowledge of the Oracle. So you know he's just going to resurrect himself. So I, I wasn't even aware that he died. <laughs> so I think Night Scream killed Megatron. Megatron's going to go through his own like hellscape vision quest. Uh, by way of the Oracle and the Matrix, right, and then right. he's just going to bring himself back. Guess what, Gary? I'm back. <laughs> You've been a very <laughs> naughty ape. <laughs> Remember that time when I blew you up in a stasis pod in space, and you had the audacity to be a annoying fucking bitch and come back to life <laughs> three episodes later? Well, not only are you an annoying little bitch, but also payback is a bitch. Yes. And look, <laughs> remember how Noble was dead? I'm alive in his body. <laughs> Fuck you. Anybody like watching or listening to this, like I've never seen Beast Machines. So this is right. episode to episode, week to week. I'm watching these for the first time. And right. the things that I think are good ideas don't end up happening. <laughs> Like, I thought it would be kind of cool if Noble, like, saved the day because he didn't have a spark, but he just died. Yeah. He he just died. And then Night Scream saved the day? Ugh. By just screaming? I uh, Cool, I guess. Uh, me- so, now that Megatron's spark is uh, seemingly, like, gone to the great beyond, uh, Megahead starts to go down with the, the Maximals on board. And Rattrap, amusingly, this cracked me up. He's like, a abandoned head! <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb throwaway line, but it, it made me laugh. Seems like uh, a message that would be left in the Souls game, or Elden Ring. First off, abandoned head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's going down. Uh, uh, Gary's like, no, we, we, can't, we can't leave. We gotta save the sparks. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, because they're still on the head. Because they're right. still on the head. And so uh, uh, Rattrap, like, uh, uh, R2-D2, like, tail hacks the, the head to give manual control. And I'm like, why would Megahead even have, con- like, control panels or anything like that? It's a big sentient head in, in the sky. Like, why does and he have... And it's controlled by his, car- co- uh, his spark, his consciousness. Yeah, why... That's why his would, body. Why would there even be a way to manually control it from the inside? Assuming manual control. I assuming right? control good... of this form. Oh, uh fucking uh mass Har- effect. Yeah, Harbinger. Yeah. Assuming direct control. And um yeah. This hurts you. <laughs> this hurts you. Um underrated villain. Um I no, everybody loved Mass Effect too. Who am I kidding? Um, yeah, it's, a, it, it's not my favorite in the series, but it's basically everyone else's. I uh, like three. Yeah, three is really good. I think the themes are strongest, but uh, yeah, three is also uh, uh, the most dour out of all three of them. Probably why we <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, that that game does not have uh, does not deal with uh, hopefulness at all. It deals with sorrow and loss and yeah. regret and and trippy mind fuck like vision quests at the end that everybody thought was real. Like they actually thought that they were encountering the the elusive man and Colonel uh, what is it Anderson? Yeah, no, that's in his head. He's fighting indoctrination, and that's all just symbology for him fighting the control of the the uh, the Reapers. 
but everybody thought that was hap- that was real. Colonel Anderson I, and like the elusive men were somehow in the Citadel. I but th- this is a, a new take that I've heard. Uh, oh. And that's uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but in that scene, you can actually um, uh, you can convince you can uh, if your Paragon points are high enough and you've answered uh, the right questions when you've encountered him throughout the game, you can actually like convince him that he's basically gone insane through indoctrination. And I, if I recall correctly, he'll commit suicide. Oh, yes. I made the elusive man commit seppuku. <laughs> um, he, he committed sud- Sudoku in record time. <laughs> committed su- Sudoku. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, uh, Rattrap. Assuming uh, direct control. <laughs> assuming direct control. Rattrap uh, restores like power and direct controls. And as the, the head is about to go down, it dramatically, like, it does that thing, uh, that dramatic shot where it, like, it it looks like it's crashed, but then, uh, but like the the ground, yeah, the the ground is uh, obstructing the view, and then you get a dramatic like shot of it like going, raising back up into the sky, and away to the danger zone. <laughs> that would have been a that would have been a good one to play in the background. <laughs> Do, 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 do. He's flying and making <laughs> things I never thought I would say the entirety of my life. So Rat Trap manually pilots Meg- Megatron's giant head. And Cheetor is like, yeah, fuck yeah, on the ground. And I'm like, this is wild. Like now Cheetor is on the ground, like cheering that Megahead didn't crash. <laughs> How does he even know what's happening out there? Good point. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I cannot even tell you what the next episode could possibly be about. Like I've said on the podcast before, <laughs> I, I have watched through this show once before, but it was like literally like fifteen years, fourteen years ago at this point. Um, so I, I I don't remember at all. Well, actually, no, I I kind of remember the end of the show. I I kind of remember remember how the show ends, but I and I I won't go into any of that. But uh, between now here and there, like basically, I remembered how the show began and I remembered how it ended. Everything in the middle, like, is (laughs) basically new to me. Um, Bananas. It is bananas. So, and speaking of bananas, uh, Gary gives this like speech about how Noble saved the day, and I'm like, did he? Yeah, he didn't uh, really. And I mean, I, I guess wouldn't he just, it have been better if he did? Because then the send off would be emotional. It'd be but a lot more meaningful. Do anything. Yeah. I, I guess Night he just. Did. I guess he yeah just distracted Megahead long enough so that Night Scream could get free. He's being nice, you yeah. know what I mean? He's like, oh, like he sacrificed his life to save us. But it's like, why go through all these episodes with this badly, with this um character who's being badly written into the story? just to kill him off in a bad way yeah like they were just tired of that character and they didn't know what to do with them so they were like let's just kill him off and they didn't even kill him off in a gratifying way <laughs> no it's it's quite underwhelming so yeah gary gives this big speech and blah 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 and the episode ends with like shots of like looks like an orange spark zipping around cybertron presumably that's what's left of megatron spark Going real fast, super fast. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog ain't got shit on him. And it's, yeah, he's just whipping around looking for something or uh, I don't know. Yep. And uh, well, that's that's the end of the episode. So uh, here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and whatever else we feel like talking about any given week uh, on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon it's basically bad okay good um i'm going to give the first episode of the halo tv show too much energon but uh cal uh what are you rating this episode of beast machines i was going to give it not enough energon but sometimes talking about it with you and then kind of like revisiting and making jokes makes it seem (laughs) better than it actually is um sometimes worse 
than Sometimes. it actually is. Because I'm like, oh, I never thought about how dumb that was. <laughs> but in this one, it's like this isn't this isn't terrible. It's definitely kind of a throwaway episode, but because so many beats happen and reveals kind of happen, it's interesting a little bit. Yeah. So it gets a sufficient amount of energy on from me. All right. I could have done things a little bit different to really have made the episode good, but I'm with you there. I'm going to echo that Uh, very middle of the road, sufficient amount of energy on from me. It was a decent enough episode. At least we got to figure out what Megatron's plan actually was. And it kind of turned into a bit of a interesting thought experiment. Like that's why I moved my, because we wouldn't have that weird thought experiment. Um, without the episode. So I was like, well, actually, if an episode can make us think and talk about philosophy. Yeah. But like in an interesting way, like what is a soul to Cybertronians and what happens when Megahead eats it? And like, this is really bad. Like this is, (laughs) this is worse than um, like Unicron bad. Like Unicron just wanted to munch a planet. Uh, funny you bring that up because we see shots of Cybertron's moons in this episode. Um, oh yeah, Unicron ate Cybertron's moons in two thousand five. Well, so I'm one like, of them what has some scars all over it? Yeah, but Unicron straight up like consumed them whole. I'm like, I don't. I'm, so I'm like, did they just build new make ones? New ones? Did they make new ones? Or maybe there were more moons? I don't know. Because in in the opening of uh, of Transformers the movie, uh, it says uh, that Autobots have moon bases on two of Cybertron's moons. So maybe maybe Cybertron has more than two moons. It's right. If it says two of Cybertron's moons, then maybe we just saw him eat those two particular moons. Yeah, and he just picked those ones because Autobots had moon bases on there. Get get the ones with the bases on them, yeah. Get get the ones with that that actually have uh, living Transformers on them. Mm-hmm. For him, what to happened eat. to now? When he ate Transformers, their sparks still joined the Matrix. He didn't like devour their sparks too, or was it very vague about? That well, the sort con of thing? the concept of the spark didn't exist at that point. So yeah, it never. Um, they dealt with the the Matrix of leadership yeah right but that um they never really dealt with the the aspect of a physical like little spark inside of everyone Mm -hmm. Uh, so there you go megahead is more evil than unicron (laughs) prove us wrong anyway uh that was episode 78 of too much energon uh, best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Starting at the $5 and up tier, uh, you get preamble audio each and every week from this and all the various shows that we do. You also get a monthly-ish commentary track and uh, a new show called What Are You Watching? Most recent episode of that was from a few weeks ago. I talk, gave my thoughts on the Batman. Um $10 and up tier, we've been talking about the uh, the Lasercomb podcast where we watch random episodes of uh, classic TV shows. Uh, if you're a $10 and up patron, you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of. Doesn't really matter what it is. Some restrictions, uh, some restrictions apply. So go check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook.com slash Lasercomb. Or you can follow the show on Twitter at too much energon, or you could follow me. I am at lasercomb and Cal, you are at I am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we will be back next week with episode 79 of Too Much Energon, where we'll be talking about the 23rd episode overall of Beast Machines, Spark of Darkness. So uh keep an eye out for that. And Do until not then gaze into the spark of darkness. Uh, until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. Until next week, I am transformed. I'm a big giant head. <laughs> yes! <laughs>